0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Turn to Page, Revenge of the Body Squeezers. I <laughs> I normally segue to you with something in the name, but I just don't want to, you know, force that upon you.
1: Mm. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, my body is under compression.
0: Good. Okay. That's all I ask. Uh, that's all I didn't ask. But... We're in an interesting situation here today. We're in an interesting predicament, I guess, uh, in the sense of this is a sequel to a book we have not participated in. Mm. It's always a weird circumstance to find yourself in. However, I will say from past experience with being in this exact same situation, which has happened, uh, it didn't matter at all. (laughs) It didn't matter at all that we didn't know. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm. I'm definitely sitting on that side of the fence. I think it's. It's going to be unlikely. It's going to be uh, extremely detrimental to us to have not known. And if it is, we can use intuition—the general power yes. of intuition—to try and figure out what the body squeezes do. I wonder.
0: I if only I knew what this guy on the cover holding a weapon that seems to squeeze a body
1: mm. would. We could use that to do anything. That body squeezer with that body squeezing weapon could yeah. embroidery, perhaps. Maybe it's about embroidery. I will say, yes. This guy, yes. the alien currently holding this body squeezer gun, okay. looks like a uh, looks like a Cronenbergian a, a fly morph creation of Weevil Underwood and every single character in Weevil Underwood's deck.
0: That's pretty fair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's that i he's can got, see it it's got a sick blue bowl cut yes and my man is otherwise an insect
0: yeah he does seem to have that I, my thought for what was going on with the head of this guy is that he kind of looks like a clam yeah i don't know if that's on purpose i it seems like Maybe he's so we like, can ventilate his brain yeah i don't know who who knows i didn't read the you know, the literature you
1: know, the weirdest thing about this is yeah. the guy's clearly wearing blue Levi's right there with a belt buckle. <laughs> like, that is that's, true. That's very terrestrial, buddy.
0: Yeah. I just want to fit in. I do want to take over <laughs> and squeeze all the bodies, but I do like the you denim. See my, you see my bowl cut. You see my Levi jeans. You see my <laughs> brain ventilation. I'm a human like the rest of human. I'm <laughs> You know... 95% of population bullcut and levi. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I I don't know. He's a scary-looking man. I don't have much else to say. He is pointing a body squeezing weapon gun question mark right upon the screen towards us, but uh yeah, I'm just ready to be uh be warned mm-hmm.
1: about what he's going to be It felt more like I'm um, on the inside of a skill tester than looking down the barrel of that machine.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Are you ready for a bewaring? Beware me. Beware! Huh? Don't read the book from beginning to end, you bugger! <sighs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back to California, the body squeezers have returned! Your best friend Jack got rid of all the evil green alien invaders. The problem is, now Earth is facing a bunch of evil blue aliens! Oh. Aliens that want to shrink everybody in town into tennis balls and take them into outer space to study. Can you do something to stop them before you're on the next victim? So
0: you're telling me, Revenge of the Body Squeezers, their goal is not to squeeze bodies. Nope. Interesting. It's revenge. Uh, It it
1: appears they squeeze us down effectively into the shape of a tennis ball, and then they go and study the uh, biomass, I guess, elsewhere.
0: Yeah, I suppose what is a squeeze if not a shrink? i I guess that is accurate uh but yeah no i guess i think you're right i think we got entirely caught up like just just like that uh but also now that we're nearing the end of the goosebumps uh give yourself goosebumps books Mm. what if we just like started right now actually reading the book from beginning to end what if we just ruined it right at the end what if we just beefed (laughs) in the final you know the at the finish line it's like the thing is, we don't one, know
1: that two three four five we don't know that page three isn't gonna be the one good ending and
0: <laughs> just get three pages in and it's like well, i mean five minute podcast enjoy well then that means that we were doing it wrong because that's a much quicker run <laughs> i wonder i wonder on average if you did read it starting from page one going onwards i wonder how many of the books that that would be a faster like assuming you read all the pages that you flip to how many mm-hmm. books would that be a faster ending on i i do wonder i i have this weird feeling in my
1: soul that yeah. i
0: think almost all of the books have their final resolution in the hundreds past halfway yeah yeah you know it, it feels like for the most part there there will be like in the end generally not not at the very end but a little bit before the very end. It seems to be where it usually is. Agreed. It's
1: the anti-flip-through tech.
0: Yeah. Just in case you, you know, already ruined it for yourself, they're going to ruin it for you even more because it's going to take even longer to get to the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an even worse experience. You thought you were taking the scenic route? No, no, no. This is full completion. Final page is still the end. Yeah, you should have read the first page. Now you're going to have an even worse time. Anywho, page one. Ding dong. You ring the bell to your best friend, Jack Archer's house. It's December 30 31st, which in Southern California means a nice sunny day. There's no answer. Where could Jack be? You wonder At that moment. Jack and his little sister, Billy come barreling out around the corner of their home.
1: Hey guys, what's the rush? What's going on?
0: You ask. Billy screams as she hides behind you.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You mumble. Oh,
0: hey Jack, I got some cool stuff from my grandpa to show you. And pictures of my- tr- We gotta get out of here. Jack whispers urgently. He looks dead serious. Listen, while
1: you were on vacation, these green aliens attacked LA. They fell to earth in a weird form, like heavy orange balls, like tennis balls. And then they transformed into green aliens. It was horrible. Look, I destroyed them all, but now, just now- Billy and I saw a blue alien. What are you talking about?
0: You roll your eyes.
1: Green aliens? Blue aliens? Give me a break. You
0: gotta believe us! Jack cries. Then his eyes open wide, scared. Because the blue alien is right behind you! Turn to page two! I mean... he's right behind me, isn't he? He's right behind me, isn't he? Uh, If this is true, this is the quickest, like, catch-up into immediate thrust into the story that we have had Mm -hmm. thus far. And I'm here for it! You whirl around and gasp. (laughs) I don't think this is
1: vocalized.
0: (laughs) No! Oh, wait, I see. (laughs) No, you want to scream. Well, no, you see, it's vocalized. You just go, no. But you wanted to scream it. (laughs) But your voice won't work. But fine. No sound comes out. All right. (laughs) All right. A tall blue creature. See, but... No, I can't. I mean, at that point, point, you can't. I can't save it. A tall blue creature, some sort of horrible bug-like space alien, stands just three feet away. Its head is a strange diamond shape. Its huge, burning eyes like yellow orbs of fire bob on stems. And it has a big, gaping black hole for a mouth. No, it has just fangs and stuff. Its body's long and skinny, glowing an iridescent blue. <laughs> the alien draws a rasping breath. The sound curdles your blood. What do we do? Billy whispers. There's terror in her voice. Your eyes dart down towards the creature's hands. So powerful. Strong enough to choke the life out of you. Run! Jack screams. Into the house! Fast! No, you think if we run, that can make the alien chase us. Should you run or just hold very, very still? You have to decide, quick, to run into the house with Jack and Billy. Turn to page 57. Stand there stiff like a statue. Turn to 84. Uh... I was going to say that Jack should know how to handle these because of the last book, but these are different aliens. Yeah, these are blue,
1: completely so, different.
0: Completely different, though I do still say it feels like the better one than standing still, Stiff. Yeah, I especially because
1: we're going along with Jack and Billy, and I can't imagine that if we stand here, uh, or rather if we split up with them this early, it's going to be a good option for us. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait, did I... I think I just crossed out the wrong one. Yes, I did. <laughs> it
1: was... 57.
0: Your legs tremble with fear, but somehow you make them move. Let's go! You scream. You spin and follow Jack and Billy into their house. Slam! Jack shuts the door fast and flips the deadbolt. <laughs> now do you believe us? He whispers, breathing hard. You gulp and nod, eyes open wide. What?
1: What was that?
0: (laughs) You mutter softly. That was
1: it, the blue alien!
0: Billy says in her high voice.
1: I told you it was in the garage. But where?
0: How? You ask, dazed. Uh, Just listen, Jack says. He keeps one eye on the locked front door. Quickly he explains the whole thing, what happened while you were away. How the green aliens invaded Earth how they hugged people and sunk their long nails into people's backs, turning them into aliens. You find out that even Jack's teacher and parents became possessed by the aliens. And you'll never guess who their leader was, Jack whispers. Who? You barely manage to choke out the question. Find out on page 66. Our parents? <gasps> Mr. Fleshman. Wow. Well. Unfortunate name. Jack replies.
1: (laughs) It's such a good disguise for hiding in amongst humans, but as it turns out, he was an alien too. (laughs) Your weirdo next door neighbor? You ask,
0: totally amazed. Jack nods.
1: Yeah, he was in charge of the whole alien invasion. The others got their powers from him. He was wearing a disguise to make him look human, but when he took it off... Fleshman's saggy
0: skin was a disguise? Fleshman? No, Fleshman?
1: The guy that rots in the normal sunlight? (laughs) No.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jack and Billy shudder just thinking about it.
1: I bet those blue aliens are the same from the planet. Uh, From the same planet, rather. Jack says, confused. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, I'm all muddled up.
0: Uh, Because they say, they make the same... Kind of sound, you know? Maybe mister Fleshman was there leader too. You glance towards the front door. Where's the blue alien now? You suddenly wonder. Behind you a door slams and you spin around fast. Scrape. Footsteps drag towards you from another room.
1: Oh no, Jack! You didn't lock the back door
0: Billy screams. Turn to page eighty one.
1: Scrape.
0: The footsteps drag closer. <laughs> The eerie sound makes your scalp prickle. The blue alien marches into the living room, its gigantic arms outstretched. Ah! Billy screams. You whirl towards the front door to escape, but it's bolted. Uh, Run! Jack yells. He tries to push past you. You fumble with the lock and open it, but you glance over your shoulder and freeze in total fear. The creature reaches into its mouth, pushing his huge, lumpy hand deep down his own throat. Half of his arm disappears inside of its mouth. When he pulls his arm out again, you can't believe what he's holding. Duck when you get to page 113. I, I wouldn't know, be able
1: to believe he's be holding anything.
0: That's kind of what I was about to get to. It was like, yeah, I think that is a safe bet. <laughs> I would not believe it. You can't believe your eyes still. The alien has <laughs> taken a weapon of some sort out of its mouth. It's shaped like a gun. The handle is green and purple, but instead of a barrel, it has six curved metal bars. They form a silver claw, like a cage. The alien breathes loudly. He raises his arm and points the claw at all three of you. With a strange, horrible noise, the weapon shoots out a blinding flash of light straight at Billy. You stare at the horrible sight and scream your guts out on page
1: 53.
0: Sorry. The Ah bullet Ah Bullet <laughs> The light from the alien's gun surrounds Billy like a cage. Then it squeezes her. Squeezes her whole body body squeeze style into a small black ball. No You and Jack scream in horror. Too late. Cruz it. The alien shoots another weapon at Jack, another flash of light, and before you can blink, Jack is squeezed into a small black ball too. The alien aims the gun at you, and before you can run, duck, or even blink, he presses the trigger. Click. Click. Wait. You're okay. The alien's gun is jammed. Now's your chance. You yank open the front door and run out. Your heart hammers as you hide behind some bushes in the front yard. The alien rushes past you, fiddling with his squeezer gun, trying to fix it. He doesn't see you at all. Yes, you escaped. But then, you see something terrible. The alien is carrying two small black balls, Jack and Billy. It's too risky to follow the alien, you think? I could get Squeezed. But I have to save my friends, don't I? Follow the alien on thirty-three, or stay in the bushes on page eighteen. Hmm.
1: I mean, uh, I think we've got a lead. Let's go check out the uh, Fleshman's home pad rather than uh, going after the alien who might be able to take us.
0: I mean, his guns jammed. But I agree. Oh, that's true. Bomb rush him. Shaking in fear, you crouch lower into the bushes and hide. You coward. You're not going to follow that creature. No way. Even if he is kidnapping Jake and Billy, you've got to save your own skin. Uh-oh. Footsteps. The alien is coming back towards the bush. Oh, those The alien says in a metallic voice. Daddy, now I have three. A flash, and then a cage of light crushes you, squeezing you into a small black ball just like Billy and Jack. Then the alien bends down, picks you up, and begins to juggle. He's juggling you, Billy and Jack. Too bad for you, he's a lousy juggler. Oops, he says as he drops you on your head. Ow, that hurts. Hey, that's what you get for hiding in the bushes instead of trying to save your friends. Oops again. Ow, he dropped you again. Oh, well, you know what they say. That's the way the ball bounces. The end. I can't I, stop them from saying that, Franklin. I just can't stop. They won't shut up. I close my eyes. It's all I hear. I fall asleep. It's all I
1: see. I wear earmuffs. Somehow their headphones just blaring the noise into my ears.
0: Uh, it's on every
1: one of my <sighs> t-shirts. I just I can't,
0: can't escape it. 33, we are going to not be cowards. You got to follow the alien. You can't let him take your friends. You're brave your heart races as you sneak out of the bushes and follow him through Jack's backyard past three new houses that are just being built towards a a dark forest deep in the woods. The alien stops just a few feet from a strange black office building. Your heart pounds. You stand back, hoping the alien can't hear you as you try and catch your breath. Suddenly a light begins to glow from inside the building. You squint into the darkness of the woods and realize it's not an office building. It's not a building at all. Turn to page 43. What is it?
1: Oh, ship, ship.
0: Oh, it's a space <laughs> ship. Uh, achievement unlocked. You try not to gasp out loud as you realize you're just a few steps away from the alien's headquarters. The ship is a weird eight sided shape. Black on stilts. Okay. Six tall metal eggs hold it up above the ground like a giant bug. The alien creeps forward and stands under the spaceship, holding Billy and Jack, the two small black balls, in his hands. He calls out, Obolingo. His voice is harsh, metallic-sounding, as if it's coming from a machine and not a living being. <laughs> Where a voice from inside the spaceship replies, "Speak I
1: am ready to return, the
0: alien says.
1: I'm on the hatch. Let's go home. Two things. <laughs>
0: One, they don't, you don't have to, like, we're on earth now and I'm talking to you. We need to speak English. You
1: don't have to. Yeah.
0: You yeah. sure as hell don't have to. You're invading and stealing our, our people. I, I once all, went
1: to a an island called uh, Bali in Indonesia uh, with uh, with a, a group of family and yeah. at no point then, Yes. Uh, in our uh, hotel room, did one of us look to the other and go, we're in Indonesia now. Speak Bahasa Indonesian exclusively, please.
0: I see, but that's where you're wrong. You were bad guests. <laughs> second that's thing, fair, we
1: did try and learn.
0: Second thing, noted by what you said, we're on Earth now, so we should speak English, specifically. There's a couple other <laughs> languages on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That escaped me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like just, uh, there's a couple other languages here on this old big old uh, marble that we call an earth. Anyway, a small ramp extends <clears throat> down from the ship to the ground. Oh no. You think as you watch the alien trudge up the ramp, he's going to take Jake and Billy, Jack and Billy even, to another world. Hurry to page 104 if you want to save him. Go slowly if you don't care. Yep, they're gone.
1: You took too long bay. to turn.
0: Bye-bye. Timed page. You race forward, your heart pounding. You've got to save your friends. Somehow, trembling with fear, you take one step up the ramp. You peek into the ship. All you can see is a control room lit up with millions of flashing knobs and panels. You see the two blue aliens standing near the ship's control panel. Is it One alien asks. The short one. Yeah. The tall blue alien answers. Here's the one you were following. The one who's still holding the two black balls. When will the screws bond go off? The squeeze bomb? <laughs> Wait. How?
1: I wonder what that does.
0: Yeah. I, I, I do, like, I mean, yes, I understand what it does, but I am wondering how. But, well, I guess maybe <laughs> we'll find out. How does explosion squeeze? It's the opposite it's of implosion. what... an implosion. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it is, more power to it. The short one, the short alien asks, On um, one
1: Earth, 24... T- t- t-
0: t- Hours from now. Please, we're on Earth. Speak English. The other one answers. Good, good. The short alien mumbles.
1: When it goes off, it will squeeze all the human bloods of the city into small black balls. First, we'll take over LA, then the world.
0: The aliens laugh. The sound makes your blood run cold. Be very quiet. Hey, be very quiet and turn to page (laughs) page 119 i never i I mean like insects would have to laugh with some sort of click right you they'd have to if if they could do it in a different way they would do it that way by
1: choice Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be insects i think they taxonomically would no longer be insects if they could laugh in any other fashion
0: it's true you shudder at the alien's evil plan to squeeze all the people in los angeles into little balls What a sentence. The short creature opens a small hatch in the control panel. Put
1: those two in
0: there. He instructs the tall guy, pointing to the two black balls that are Billy and Jack. We get it!
1: They are balls! We get it.
0: The tall alien obeys. He drops your friends into the hatch. They're two balls. You gulp with dread as they disappear from sight.
1: Now that we put those two balls in there,
0: (laughs) why did you plant the device? The short alien asks. The tall alien turns his back. You can't quite make out the answer. All you can hear are three words. Uh, I mean, I guess Hollywood, East, and Bowl. Cut. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Earth time.
1: (laughs) Uh, I have an issue once more. (laughs) (laughs) Time zones are universal.
0: I would love... For, oh, for, boy. For collaborative purposes, uh, what time is it where you're you're at right now, Reps?
1: Uh, 10 a.m. That's is... Earth time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you- yours is 10 a.m. Earth time. That's weird. My clock must be, like, extremely slow or extremely fast because it is 6 p.m. Earth time here. Odd. <laughs> Interesting. Anyways, the taller alien finishes. That's when the people of L.A. will be destroyed. Oh, man. Everyone in L.A.? Squeezed into small black balls? Even your parents? And you? If you don't... Yeah? Yeah. Even if you don't find the device, you'll be squeezed into a ball, too. Can things get any worse on page 73? That's like every night when I go to bed. Like... (laughs) Can things get any worse? Can can things get any worse on day 10,000 and... I mean... (laughs) Your head is spinning. You try and sort it all out. Aliens on Earth, they capture Jack and Billy. Uh, they've been squeezed into black balls. The planet's some kind of bomb that will squeeze everyone into black balls. I've got to find the squeeze bomb, you realize, and stop it somehow. Turn it off before it's too late. Because otherwise, the bomb is going to go off and squeeze everyone in L.A. into small black balls. But if you search for it, the aliens will leave Earth, and they will take Billy and Jack with them. They're currently in ball form. Time is running out. You better choose. Do you try and rescue Billy and Jack from the spaceship or leave them there and try and save all of the people in Los Angeles? I do not care about Billy and Jack. But... Yeah, absolutely not.
1: But... What what if I save them and then everyone gets squeezed by this giant squeeze bomb?
0: Yeah. it, It would... That's net nothing. Yeah, this is the class... This is a classic trolley squeeze bomb problem. Classic thought experiment exactly uh they think we're kids or something the way they keep explaining this ball thing to us when you think i'm (laughs) how old do you think i am
1: (laughs) it does it does read a little like all right and i'm done with my assignment i know the word count was ten thousand, but i've got a hot 500 oh no and they're just rewriting it constantly
0: (laughs) yeah like quick more more oh shoot He said that whatever
1: whatever it again. They forgot. The ball formed Jack and Billy siblings who were currently in ball form as a result of a ball forming.
0: <laughs> do you try and save Billy and Jack on page 51 or trying to find and disarm the giant squeeze bomb on page 92? I will say the only thing that pushes me potentially towards saving Billy and Jack would be like, what if the squeeze bomb is on the ship and then they're going to drop it. Ooh. That's that's like my, that's my only thing. Like that's my only fear. With that line of thinking. I would love if Billy and Jack died, but I just.
1: <laughs> I've heard too much about them, frankly. I want the last time <laughs> I ever hear about Billy and Jack and the ball forms to be in their obituaries.
0: <laughs> they died as they lived. through small black balls. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying the same thing. Okay. I don't know. Let's go to, I'm down to go to 92. I kind of want to see what's up with that.
1: I think we should go to 92. The only thing that makes sense to me in trying to save Billy and Jack first is like Jack's beaten aliens before, so maybe he would be useful.
0: Yeah, well that chumps a small black ball right now, so he couldn't be that good. Mm. Mm. Uh, You decide you must save Los Angeles from the aliens, even if it means leaving Billy and Jack behind on the alien ship in ball form. Maybe they'll be okay, you tell yourself. Maybe you can get help from NASA later and go rescue your friends then. But for now, you gotta hurry. Everyone in Los Angeles depends on you to find the Squeeze Bomb. L.A. is a big place. The Squeeze Bomb could be anywhere, and you have 24 hours to find it. How, wait, when did we figure? It? I mean, I'm sure there's—I'm uh, sure it was told to us, but I don't remember being told it was 24 hours. Uh, 10 a.m. Earth time. Yes. Is when it's gonna go oh, sorry. That's right. We were making a gaffe. Uh. Quietly, slowly, you back down the ramp from the spaceship, just in time. Whoosh! The ramp retreats back up into the ship, closing the entrance. Then the spaceship begins to lift off. There's no way to save Billy and Jack now! Hurry on to page 100 to say, rub it in, why don't you, save the city of Los Angeles. Ah, you really made a choice, didn't you, you evil, evil man? Thanks. Now go save a city. (laughs) Yeah. Your heart pounds like a drum as you run through the woods. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I saw the word Jack and I got scared because I wanted him dead. Uh, Your heart pounds like a drum as you run through the woods, away from the departing spaceship, back towards Jack's house. Panting and out of breath, you collapse when you reach Jack's doorstep. What now, you wonder? Where should I start to search for the squeeze bomb? With a sinking feeling, you realize the terrible truth. You don't even know what a squeeze bomb looks like. A big cold hand suddenly squeezes your shoulder. Hard. Turn around fast on page 29.
1: They did it. They did the thing. They even emphasized it. They ended the sentence and then just had one sentence by itself of one word. Just hard. Full stop.
0: I thought that that was going to be one of those things where I just like, I pointed it out and then it was going to stop happening, but it has been very reliably in some form in like in nearly every book. I wonder it if there's like writing
1: hard. Sorry, no. It does. I, I wonder if there's uh, some sort of uh, way in which you could use that to deduce which of these were written by real life Stein and which of yeah. them were written by ghost writer Stein. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just oh, all of the ones that say hard are written directly by RL themselves. Real life
0: Stein. Yeah, it could be. Either way, you jump and jerk with the start. No. You cry out, terrified that another alien is attacking you.
1: What's wrong with you?
0: Maddie Weiner says. Maddie Weiner lives across the street from Jack. She goes to your school. She's pretty with long, frizzy black hair and blue eyes. You like her. Except when she's bossy and acts like she knows everything. And okay. (laughs) And breathes and looks at you and... But hey, she's so smart. She usually does know everything.
1: You scared me half to death!
0: You snap at Maddie.
1: I thought you were-
0: You can't even finish your sentence. You're afraid Maddie will laugh at you if you say the word alien, but her eyes widen with concern.
1: What? An alien? Are they back?
0: She asks nervously. You know about them? About the aliens? You ask. Maddie nods. Yeah, if it hadn't been for Jack, we'd be- Her voice trails off. She stares at something past your shoulder. Ah! She screams at the top of her lungs. Turn to page 50. Stop screaming like you know everything. God. Like, oh, you know what's behind me? Stop it, -it know-it-all. Jeez. This is why I hate you.
1: I mean, I love you. this, This all started on the very first day of school when we walked up to Maddie and said, Hi, my name's Player Character. What's yours? And she said, Maddie. And we're like, ah, know-it-all? Yeah, right. Who asked? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Ah, uh, uh, know-it-all? Know-it-all. You know, there you go again. Too whole things. You've known everything I've asked you? Come on. As if. I, ex- I exclusively want to meet people who lie to me habitually.
0: Yeah. I want to tell you a neat fact about what happened to Viggo Mortensen when they were filming the Lord of the Rings, but you don't know it because I want to be the one to tell you that he kicked it and broke his toe. Okay. Maddie. He broke his toe on a helmet on a helmet when they were filming, but he did the scene. Anyway, Maddie, I want to be the one to tell you.
1: (laughs) Viggo Mortensen, all right you know what i understand i i I probably (laughs) told that exact fact to peak three different times and the reception on the second and third time was lackluster frankly i know (laughs) why don't they like it as much every time you tell it it's not fair
0: (laughs) (laughs) come on at least act like it's new information act like it's new information don't make i'm gonna be embarrassed yeah, I think that that is the, it's just like, there's something about that one. I think it's becoming the fact, you know what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. capital B, capital F fact. Um,
1: Did you know he actually uh, also bought one of the horses that he rode in one of the later films? Oh
0: my oh. god, if you <sighs> Anyways, page 50. <gasps> what? You scream, jumping out of the way.
1: A spider!
0: Maddie cries, pointing at a huge black creepy thing dangling on a thin spider line.
1: Ugh, I hate them.
0: You roll your eyes. Don't scare me like that!
1: Sorry. Anyway, what happened?
0: She asks. You quickly explain everything to
1: her. So Billy and Jack are in the spaceship, as ball forms, and I've got to find the squeeze bomb thing. You tell her. And the only clues I have are three words. Hollywood, East, and Bowl. Hmm. Sounds to me like it could be the Hollywood Bowl.
0: Maddie announces, meaning meaning the big open-air theater.
1: Uh, I'm not so sure. You argue? I mean, think about it. Today is December 31st, New Year's Eve. The squeezer thing is going to go off tomorrow at New Year's Day, and that's the day of the Rose Bowl parade in Pasadena. That's east of Hollywood, isn't it?
0: Maddie twists her mouth a little, like she can't decide whether to agree with you or not. Hmm.
1: We need more information.
0: Oh, what? So you can know it? <clears throat> Maddie, she declares.
1: Let's sneak into Mr. Fleshman's house and search for clues.
0: What should you do? Head for the Hollywood Bowl, go to the Rose Bowl parade, or sneak into Fleshman's house. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Hollywood... E- dot, 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 east, dot, 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 dot bowl. Mm. I will say... If it was the Rose Bowl parade, if that is the sentence structure, I mean, like, you know, I will forgive them because um, English, the language of Earth, is their second language. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what sentence... If you were going to say the Rose Bowl, Hollywood is not east of the Rose Bowl? Yeah. The the, the ordering doesn't
1: work. It definitely has a, a strange formation to it there. I... I do like the idea of Hollywood Bowl, and it's something that I had heard, I guess, in other media before and was already thinking. But is there any problem with search- searching Mr. Fleshman's house? Like, isn't he I dead? don't
0: think so. I think it's like uh, we might as well go there and maybe we'll figure out which of the other two we should go for. And worse comes to worse, mm-hmm. we just die there, and I don't care. I'd rather be dead than a ball, I'll tell you. More information. In
1: Fleshman's house?
0: You think about it for a little too long. Yeah, it's worth a try. Like Jack said, Fleshman might have been the leader of the Blue Aliens, too. Oh, okay, yeah. You agree. You turn towards Jack's neighbor's house and start walking. But Maddie gets ahead of you, like always. She's like that. She always has to be first. No way, you think. Not this time. You race past the back door. You try the knob. It's unlocked, and you slip inside whoa i first of all i don't think you like maddie i'm gonna be honest no (laughs) a shadowy creature (laughs) you seem to to hate everything about
1: maddie (laughs) so oh wait a second we did forget these people are kind of like middle school age Uh, it's entirely possible this is the like i love you i hate you kind of like response that goes on at that time
0: you you trip her she skins her knee and then you go get a milkshake later. It, mm-hmm. yeah. A shadowy creature with a crusty skin and 14 eyeballs lunges forward, reaching for your throat. Don't scream until you get to page 22. Raps, don't scream. Not yet. Ah! We were cry. here, baby. You cry, darting out of the way. Aye! Maddie cries stupidly right behind you. You and she stare at the monster's face, all 14 hideous eyeballs spin in their sockets. The creature buzzes and hums and keeps rolling forward. Rolling? Wait a minute. You glance down at the crusty beast's feet. Wheels? Try not to get run over on page 61. <laughs> I do love that that page's whole revelation is, dude's a car. <laughs> you hear, ka-chow. <laughs> ka-chow, no! He's got a uh. lightning us. The creature rolls forward like a huge mechanical doll. You hear a motor humming and buzzing inside, and Maddie bursts out laughing.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I forgot. She squeals. It's from one of. It's sorry, it's one of Fleshman's monsters. You know, from the movies. Huh? You say? Okay, so. Mr. Fleshman worked as a special effects expert, she explains. That was his job, his, I guess, cover here on Earth. To hide the fact that he was an alien? This whole house is filled with fake monsters he created for the movies. They start moving around when you come into the house, you know, kind of like a security system, I guess? <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's, I mean, wow. You mumble. That's a really comprehensive explanation. It works pretty good nearly scared me to death. Come on, Maddie says. His desk is in there? She's getting ahead of you again. Hurry to page 123.
1: (laughs) You trip her over
0: and run (laughs) past. You push her into the monster. (laughs) You derive pleasure from her blood-curdling screams as she becomes shrunken. Finally, peace and quiet from that girl I like. You race to keep up with Maddie. By the time you get there, she's in Mr. Fleshman's office, bending over his desk, reading his papers. Most of them are about the movie business. You can't find anything that proves he's an alien from outer space.
1: What about this?
0: Maddie asks, picking up a photograph. It's an 8x10 glossy picture of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The famous sidewalk with movie stars' names written on gold stars. Wow. You exclaim, taking the photo from her. Yeah. Maddie says. Check it out. You both stare at one particular square in the sidewalk, the one that has Leonard Nimoy's name on it. He is the actor who played an alien on Star Trek. You know, he was Mr. Spock. You know, he actually he broke his toe when he kicked.
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Just like You, you know, know after the wrath of Khan, he actually <laughs> bought the horse he rode. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, you know one fact, and you just need to apply it to every movie. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. They were impressed when I said the thing about being a Mortensen.
1: <laughs> All right, who in this film kicked a helmet so hard they broke their toe? Yeah, you say. Yeah. Wait. Oh, he was Mr.
0: Spock, you say he was Mr. Spock. You say I know. Of course, Maddie says.
1: <sighs> God damn it, Maddie you mumble (laughs) someone crossed out Leonard Nimoy's name in this picture with a red crayon and wrote Fleshman rules What? Maddie nods I bet that's where the squeezer things buried
0: she says is it decide on page 108 (laughs) just the thought of getting a picture of a Hollywood star of a fake alien on a TV show to cross Mm. it out and write Fleshman rules a name that's not even you, that's not even your name, is wild. Yep. Is, is, is
1: And I only do that in order to indicate surreptitiously that that's where I have buried the body squeeze thing. By the way, we only know that Mr. Fleshman was the lead. Ah, okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah, about yeah, to get yeah, into yeah. this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are you, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. You tell Maddie.
1: I mean, the blue aliens said Hollywood and Bowl. And East, they didn't say anything about Leonard Nimoy. Don't be dumb, she says. Fleshman was the leader of the aliens. And here's this picture. It's like a roadmap leading us right to the squeeze bomb. Fleshman was the leader of the green aliens. You are you. But the blue aliens are the ones who planted the bomb. Hey, hey, no.
0: Skin color doesn't make any difference. Maddie argues.
1: Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah, you would think she's right. Still, you're not sure about the squeeze bomb. It might be planted in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, like Maddie said. But she could be wrong. Your instincts tell you it could be somewhere else, at the big outdoor theater called the Hollywood Bowl, for instance, or hidden at the Rose Bowl parade. You gotta choose. Well,
1: I. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Okay, I mean, like I, I have parts of, of 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 a sinking stomach. I think that make me feel like Maddie might be the leader of the blue aliens. Oh, she's trying to throw us off the scent a little bit. I'll also secondarily add here. Um, as soon as I remember it, I will secondarily add here. I have forgotten. Well, I'm
0: not talking until you tell me. I'm bored. Okay. Um 148. So 48 for the walk of fame. I do feel like Oh.
1: Oh. Oh, now you've got Sorry. it. Know it all. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I I will just very quickly say before we go on because we're going to go into reasoning and this is more of a thing with this page which is like Yes. Maddie pulled out the ultimate move. I know. And the ultimate move is if someone is being a complete contrarian to you, no matter what you say, you say something fully unobjectionable that they then have to take issue with. Like if someone's like, oh, the sky is blue. Uh, I think it's red, nerd. Okay, well, racism is bad, huh? Your move. Yeah, she she does win. She does win. She knows everything.
0: I guess we have to go to the Walk of Fame. <laughs> Otherwise, hey, we're bad that reasoning,
1: people. I'm happy to do that. Otherwise, that
0: we're bad people. We have, to do, we have to go to 48, or we're bad people.
1: I think it's possible I might have to do a Lennon Nimoy on this page. So give me a moment.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Let's go. Maddie seems so sure about the photo, so you decide to follow her instincts. Okay, no at all. Let's go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You agree? But at least let's get some tools first. The two of you go back to Jack's garage and rummage around until you find some tools. A sledgehammer and a pickaxe. Then you hop on a bus and ride to the Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. A crowd of people is standing around the man's Chinese theater. Tourists, you realize, taking pictures of their favorite movie stars. movie stars' names on the sidewalk. Come on. Maddie says, hurrying towards the
1: famous sidewalk. We've got to find that squeezer thing before it goes off. What are we going to do? Just start digging? With everyone watching, we'll get arrested.
0: You call after her, but she's not waiting for you. She's charging ahead. So hurry on to page 70 before Maddie beats you to it. Again, with the just like, just like chill. Just like chill. This fierce competition. Just like, just like chill much better life if you just chill. You don't want Maddie to find the device first, so you race ahead with the pickaxe in your hand. Why should she get all the credit? Besides, if the squeeze bomb isn't buried here, you have to search somewhere else, and fast. You've only got until tomorrow at 10, human time, before it goes off, and crushes you into tennis ball. In broad daylight, with crowds of people watching, you begin to dig up the sidewalk. (laughs) You swing the pickaxe over your head. Whack. The hard cement crumbles at your feet, and Maddie lifts a sledgehammer and lets it fall. Hey, look! Someone in the crowd shouts,
1: Those kids are destroying Leonard Namor's name! Fleshman rules!
0: You glance up and swallow, hard. You hadn't noticed before, but now you see it. Most of the tourists are wearing funny, fake ears. Pointed ones, just like Mr. Spock on Star Trek. Uh Uh-oh, you're surrounded by Star Trek fans, Trekkies, and they look like they want to kill you for destroying Leonard Nimoy's star, and they do.
1: You get shot.
0: Theme down (laughs) to page 26. The angry Trekkies begin to close in on you, a man in In a Mr. Spock shirt and a very large pointy ears grabs you by the arms. Give me that pickaxe, he shouts, shaking you. Hard. You wrench free. No! You shout at him and end at the crowd.
1: Stand back! There's an alien body-squeezing bomb buried in the cement there!
0: A few of the people laugh, but most of them stare at you wide-eyed like they believe you. Whoa, you think? These Star Trek fans will believe anything! Okay. The man in the black jacket says. Here, give me the pickaxe. I'm stronger. I'll dig it up. No, Maddie cries out. She grabs the axe away from the man.
1: We have to dig it up ourselves.
0: Huh? Why is she acting so strange all of a sudden? She's acting like normal, and I normally think everything she does is annoying. Maddie shoots you a furious glare for an instant. Just an instant, you see a yellow beam of fire in her eyes. I mean, I do think you called it.
1: 63. Alien!
0: You blink and swallow hard. Oh my God, they're really quadrupling down on it. <laughs> nah, you didn't see that, did you? That yellow beam of fire in Maddie's eyes, it must have been a glare from the sun or something. Dig? She yells. She shoves the pickaxe at you and smashes the sledgehammer into the cement. You glance at the crowd, then at the street, two police cars have pulled up to the curb. Four officers are getting out, hurrying towards you, probably to arrest you. Uh-oh, trouble, you mumble to Maddie. We better get out of here before they lock us up. No! She shouts, practically screeching at you. Keep
1: digging! We've got to find the device!
0: She sounds like a maniac. What happened to her? And should you do what she says? Well, to keep digging, page nine, if you want to run from the police, page
1: 24.
0: That's a tantalizing offer.
1: I think it's possible. This is still on the good path, yeah, and in this we're running from the police. she gets arrested. She gets held in a cell while we go check out the Rose City in Pasadena Rose Bowl in Pasadena, rather. Mm. so you want Because that's t- the one she was leading us away from That is true.
0: do you wanna so do you wanna go for called shot page twenty four then? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. you gotta run from the police all right. You drop the pickaxe and run. Forget Maddie, you decide. She sounds crazy. And what was that yellow flash in her eyes? Anyways, whatever it was, it creeped you out and you didn't like it. Hold it! A police officer shouts behind you. No way, you think, as you push through the crowd on the Hollywood Boulevard, your heart heart begins to pound as you run, pushing, shoving people aside. You're running so fast, you don't see the banana peel lying on the sidewalk. It's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, on Jerry Lewis's star, of course. Whoa, your feet fly out from under you as you slip on the banana peel. For an instant, you twist in the air, then you come down fast, landing with a thump. Hard, stop it, on your head. Ow, everything spins, throbs, then goes black, as black as death. Find out if you died on page 128 we get to 128 and it just says you died you (laughs) die it's just isn't the dark souls font and everything there's good news and bad news the good news is that you're alive you hit your head hard and you're out cold but you're okay the bad news is you won't wake up until 11 tomorrow morning too late to find the squeeze bomb which was not buried in the hollywood walk of fame by the way Remember how it was supposed to go off at 10 a.m. and squeeze you and everyone else into L.A. into the small black tennis balls, the thing we told you earlier? Well, it does. The end. (laughs) Okay.
1: That might be the lowest effort version of one of these ends. Remember the threat we told you? It happens. The end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the question is, like, do we, for, it just straight up told us page nine here is not going to be right. Do we bother?
1: Let's let's try it. I want to see yeah. what Maddie's
0: resolution to this is. Yeah.
1: <sighs> you're right, Maddie. As always, you yell. We've got to keep digging.
0: You swing the pickaxe again, wildly, chipping away at Leonard Nimoy's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, trademark. What
1: do you kids think you're doing?
0: A large, freckle-faced police officer asks gruffly. As he grabs your arm, you read his name tag, and it says, Officer Barnes.
1: We're trying to dig up a bomb under the cement.
0: You start to explain. It was planted there by aliens who... Maddie interrupts you. No, we weren't. She
1: says. We just wanted to ruin Mr. Spock's star. We hate Star Trek. It's like so stupid.
0: Huh? What's she doing? You glance at Maddie with your face twisted with confusion. Maddie's eyes begin to flash that yellow beam of fire again. This time you see it for sure. Uh Uh-oh. Your stomach turns over. Suddenly you have a sinking feeling that Maddie possibly might not be human go on to page 55 god you mean she's not just one of those people who has random beams of fire in their eyes that sucks i absolutely hated her (laughs) darn it despite your protests officer barn drags you over to his patrol car and shoves you inside the patrol car door slams with a loud thud Out the back window, you watch another officer grab Maddie, shoving her in a different car. Your friend, Maddie? An alien? Your mind reels with the idea as Officer Barnes speeds through town to the police station. In the station, you and Maddie are locked up in in a cell for kids. It's the same as a normal cell, but Paw Patrol is on. Maddie (laughs) glares at you fiercely. So now you know about me. She says finally when the police are gone her voice is thin and metallic just like the voices of the blue aliens who are you you ask her your own voice trembling learn the truth on page 94 she's an alien
1: i'm lorthus Maddie says daughter of the hearth uh, our little who was known to lorthus Mr.
0: flashman she reaches for her frizzed out black hair, grabbing it right under the bangs. And with a jerk, she yanks it off. You gasp. It is a wig. Underneath, her skull glows an iridescent blue, blue, blue. So we do know that leader of the blue.
1: Ooh, what's wrong?
0: Maddie asks, laughing at your expression.
1: We agree that skin color doesn't matter, remember? Oh my gosh, she got us again.
0: God! Now we have to be an alien! Close your gaping mouth and turn to page 102. <laughs> your heart pounds in terror as you back into the corner of the cell. You're trapped in a locked jail cell with a space alien! What?
1: I... Oh, how? You stammer. I, but sorry, I mean, have you always been an alien? you fool! I'm not the real Matty Ronald!
0: The alien answers.
1: My name is Lorthus. I'm just using Maddie's life form. Um, Don't ask me where the real Maddie is now. You don't want to know.
0: The camera cuts to a shoebox that has a black ball in it. Like, just, you know, she's a ball. It's just
1: got Maddie written in Sharpie on the
0: top. (laughs) Don't worry, I poked holes. You go up and nod.
1: But how? You ask. How are you using her life form? Only my father, my brother, and I can do this. We'll have special powers.
0: Lurthus answers. The others may to turn people into aliens. We can actually inhabit them. You shudder. Inhabited by an alien? What a gross thought. So what do you want? You ask her. I want what my father wanted. Lurthus answers in a cold, distant voice. I want to talk over the earth. I can fix her. Go, <laughs> Go on to page 116. You know, I'm actually starting to like Maddie now that she's. It's <laughs> <laughs> making a lot more sense now. <laughs> now that she's not a know-it-all, like, I kind of, you know, like, now I'm into it. You stare at Lurthus, who looks like your old friend Maddie Weiner, except that she's got a bald blue head. A hot bald blue take, head. Take over the earth? You echo. She nods. That's why I nodded to the walk of fun.
1: to mm-hmm. get you as far as possible away from the squeeze bomb. Nah, you'll never get there in time to find it. You mean the squeeze bomb isn't buried in the Hollywood Boulevard?
0: Bloop, bloop. Xbox achievement unlocked for reps. Lurethus shakes her bald head and laughs again.
1: <laughs> of course not, you jerk! She says. I'm the one who crossed out Leonard Nemo's name on that photo. And wrote in Fleshman Rules to steer you away from its real location. And you fell for it!
0: <laughs> oh man, your mind's racing almost faster than your freaked out heart. You never should have gone to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, that's for sure.
1: So. Wanna see my real
0: face? Lurthus asks. Huh. Do you? If she takes off her face, could it help you get out of this jail cell? Of course, it could also be so hideous that it scares you to death. You have to make a decision to say yes, 87, say no, 126. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen the skull. Yeah, I mean, we have seen it already. So, like, if she does that, maybe the police will let us out.
1: That's what I'm thinking as well. They're
0: like, oh, shoot. This is a more pressing issue, hopefully. (laughs) We'll see. 87. (sighs) Sure. You answer, Lurthus.
1: Show me your real face. I dare you.
0: Oh, dare? You gulp and swallow hard. Truthfully, wow, Mm. we just got so goosebumps right there. A a dare into a swallow hard? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, you don't want to see her real face. The whole day has been horrible enough, but you've got a plan if the alien takes off her human face as creepy as it sounds she'll be exposed standing there a space alien then you can scream for the police they'll come and then you'll see that she'll see that they'll see that you're a human and she's not (laughs) after that they'll have to believe you about everything well what are you waiting for you ask her she laughs again as she reaches up and starts to pull on a loose flap of skin near her forehead go to page 31 We've been hiding in on Earth for so long, keeping our real selves secret. Do you want to see in public? Yeah. <laughs> in one swift motion... This
1: area is well patrolled. Everyone, <laughs> here's
0: the reveal. <laughs> in one swift motion, Lerthus rips off her fake face. Help! You scream.
1: Officer Barnes, get in here!
0: The policeman hears you and comes running, and he opens the cell door. What the? Officer Barnes starts to say, his mouth dropping open. He stares in shock at the alien. Her head is like the other aliens you've seen. Diamond-shaped, eyes are yellow, balls of fire. bobbing on black stems, her mouth is a black gaping hole. I told you! You shouted Officer Barnes.
1: Aliens from space? Now do you believe me?
0: Officer Barnes doesn't have a chance to answer. He reaches for his gun, but Lurthus is faster. She opens her mouth and plunges her long, skinny arm deep in her throat. Reaching, reaching. When she pulls it out, she's holding a green and purple handled weapon with a claw cage on the end.
1: Let me out of here!
0: You scream. Too late. Go to page 97. Well, I don't want to. I mean, if you're going to tell me just too late, then. Lurthus aims the weapons at at Officer Barnes and fires across In a flash, he's surrounded by a cage of blinding bright light. The light begins to squeeze him, squeeze his whole body to a black, small ball. Uh-oh, you're next. Krizip, lorthus donates you, Officer Barnes, and all the other humans she's collected to the ASPCA for the dogs to play with. You've always loved to play fetch with dogs. That's good, because now you get to play it every day. You're the ball. The end. Rito, yeah. I think we reached a good ending.
1: This is <laughs>
0: We get it. to play with dogs Forever All day Forever every day
1: Honestly Seems it's not it Seems good But is, Maybe we allow Her to keep the disguise For just a moment longer Oh yeah just... Maybe We'll humor it Yeah
0: No way You answer fast with a shudder See her real face That'd be gross Almost as gross as Maddie's face You don't want to watch her Peel off her human skin Besides you got a better plan Help you scream.
1: My friend is sick. <laughs> Shut up.
0: This is Lothis.
1: The officer can't see me like this.
0: She points up to her blue bald head. The alien scrambles to pull her wig back on, but she doesn't get it on straight. A big piece of blue scalp shows the front. Perfect, you think. My plan its working. The police will arrive on page 42. Officer Barnes, co- Barnes comes running into the cell area.
1: What's wrong?
0: He asks in a gruff voice.
1: Better begin. Why'd you call?
0: You point to Maddie's head. Look! You cry, pretending to be really worried.
1: Her head is turning...
0: ...blue! Officer Barnes falls for it.
1: Wow. He says. You know, that is really weird. She must be sick.
0: He reaches for his keys fast and unlocks the jail cell. Now's your chance to escape. Run to page 12! <laughs> what? She's sick. Cheez-it! <laughs> As soon as the cell door swings open, you dash out. Hey, what? The officer calls, but you don't wait. You just run as fast as you can through the halls of the police station to the nearest exit, pounding the hard cement floors out the door to the beautiful daylight. Freedom, you never knew how precious it was until you were locked up. Uh Uh-oh, footsteps behind you, coming fast. Race to page 39. You don't look back. You keep running, twisting through the streets. Behind you, the footsteps continue to follow you, chasing you. You duck into a narrow alley behind a row of stores. You hide behind a capital D dumpster. Why? (laughs) Why is is it a person with a big dump truck? You know, just a dump truck rear? Is that like. (laughs) You hide behind Luigi's dumpster. (laughs) In the footsteps, stop. Is it the police? Peek out from your hiding spot and see Lurthus. She followed you. She's looking around, scratching her head. Your stomach flips over. You're being chased by a space alien. What now? If you sneak away from her, maybe you can search for the squeeze bomb by yourself before it's too late. But what about Maddie? Maybe you should approach Lurthus. Make her tell you where the real Maddie is. You can save Maddie's life. After all, the 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 real Maddie was your friend. You can't let her die. Plus, she's really good at finding things. She can help you find the squeeze bomb. Okay, to sneak away from Lurthus and search for the squeeze bomb, 80, to save the real Maddie, get her help, 121.
1: Well, it seems like Lurthus would take any available opportunity to waylay us from our path, so I can't imagine that to be a good idea, to go back and ask I
0: If it works, I don't like it, (laughs) Mm. so I am happy to try 80.
1: Absolutely. We also have enough information that, like, Lothus was clearly trying to, you know, take us off the path as much as is possible. Her and two suggestions ride. were the two that weren't at the Rose Bowl. Yeah.
0: It's almost like she's an unreliable source of information that we shouldn't ask for information from, but, you know, well, whatever. <sighs> she knows everything, but she says the opposite! Yeah, but perhaps her skin's blue. Oh, she got okay. us there. Okay, I'm back on board. She got us there. Well, I'm already on page 80, then we'll go back. You crouch lower and wait until you hear Lurthus's footsteps leave the alley. When the coast is clear, you dash out of the alley. Your goal remains the same. Before you do anything else, you have to save LA! The Hollywood Bowl is closer than the Rose Bowl, so you decide to head there. Oh, man, you think, as you glance at your watch. It's almost 8 o'clock at night. I'm running out of time. Search for the squeezer device on page 44. You hop on a bus towards Hollywood, but the buses are slow and confusing. You take the wrong, wrong one and get lost. Relate. With every second, you grow more nervous. What if you can't find the squeeze bomb? Everyone in L.A. will be turned into a little black ball. Really? Your head is dizzy with fear. By the time you reach the Hollywood Bowl, relate, (laughs) it's nine at night. The crowd (laughs) fills the seats in the open air auditorium. You sneak in past the ticket taker and glance at the brightly lit stage. That's when you gasp. Whoa. Five hideous creatures are leaping around wildly. Relate. Their faces are striped, purple and white. (laughs) Something green is growing out of their heads. Oh, man, you'd think in a panic. More aliens! Go to page 37. For an instant, you want to scream, how will you defeat these new aliens? But then your eyes adjust to the multicolored bright lights on stage, and you laugh to yourself. You recognize the five guys on stage. It's mindless aggression. One of the most famous bands in America. The musicians are wearing purple and white makeup on their face and green dye in their hair. Relax, you tell yourself. You're not going to see an alien from space every time you turn around. He's right behind me, isn't he? While the crowd goes wild, hooting and dancing to the songs of mindless aggression, you try and calm down to make a plan. You gotta find the squeeze bomb. If it's here, if it's there, but where is it? But maybe it's planted in plain sight, right out in the open, in the seats, backstage? Huh. If you sneak, sneak backstage to search for the squeeze bomb at 65, if you think it's planted in plain sight, page 10. Unfortunately, there's no option for I don't think it's here. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. So if it, I mean, we'll just see what's up. Uh, which,
1: which of these available options do you think would get us out of this location and towards the Rose Bowl faster?
0: I don't know, but I'm also wondering, like, since they forced us to pick one, I am wondering if they, like... just tried to shoehorn us to this cracked one so that we didn't... Or maybe they're both right. It might be one of those things. Because I don't know if they're... It never said in this book, I want to point out, it never said there's only one right answer for this book mm -hmm. at any point. So there could be multiple.
1: My only contrast to that is that uh, Lerthus confessed that the reason she chose the Hollywood Walk of Fame was it was the furthest from where it actually was. Mm -hmm. uh, Which... This is the nearest to True. the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
0: I mean, maybe she lied again.
1: Oh, she keeps doing that. <laughs> that blue skull,
0: though! <gasps> yeah. Well, mm, I'm gonna. I, I'm curious about plain sight. I feel like, what if it's in like the uh, the music equipment or something like that? Like it's in an instrument, like in the drums or something.
1: You know, <laughs> we just look up on stage and one of them is holding a giant <laughs> squeeze bomb, playing it like a
0: bass. <laughs> yeah. You scan the crowd looking for the squeeze bomb. There's only one problem. You have no idea what it looks like. It could be disguised as anything, even a picnic cooler. Wow, you think. Yeah, a picnic cooler. Everyone brings coolers to the outdoor concert at the Hollywood Bowl. First thought, best thought. If the aliens wanted to fool people, it's the perfect way to do it. Specifically a picnic cooler. You start running through the seats, stopping at every plastic picnic cooler you see, flipping open the tops one after another you find nothing nothing just a lot of soft drinks and bags of soggy nacho chips floating in half melted beds of ice why would you don't put them in the cooler also how are they
1: soggy right this this is an esky what is going on (laughs) finally people have popped open the nacho chips and then just put them back down on the bag of ice for
0: some reason (laughs) finally you flip open the last cooler sitting near the the feet of a guy in a torn black t-shirt and his grungy jeans. His eyebrows are pierced, so is his tongue. Inside the cooler, you see a great big hunk of cheese. A piece of cheese. As big as a birthday cake. Is that it? Is that the squeeze bomb? If you think this block of cheese is the squeeze bomb, page 40. If you don't think so, 74. I mean, I don't.
1: I, I don't, think it's I wanna cheese,
0: I want to know what happens if we exactly. think if we think the cheese is the bomb. So let's go to page 40 and die. There, if this turns out to be correct, I'm going to be mad. you furious. That's it. You think that's gotta be it. Why would some punky looking guy bring a chunk of cheese to a rock? Con- I mean, okay, hold on. <laughs> You're on to something. Why would you bring a big block of cheese to a rock concert? He's not even eating it. The aliens probably planted the squeeze bomb in the cooler and just let it left it sitting there. You grab the cheese and run towards the security guards who are up front near the stage.
1: Hey, that guy's stealing my cheese!
0: The guy in the black t-shirt shouts, uh-oh, maybe it was his cheese. The guy chases you, grabs you around the neck in a, in a stranglehold, and drags you up to the two police officers. Stop struggling!
1: This kid right here,
0: he stole my cheese! He complains angrily. The officers glare at you, and one of them pulls out a gun. A pair of handcuffs. <laughs> uh, you go on to page 118. i cheese? sorry, cheese stealing's a capital offense. <laughs> cheese safe.
1: Well, what do you gotta say for yourself?
0: The officer with the handcuffs asks. He has a long scar across his face, and his chest muscles bulge so much that his shirt barely stays buttoned. You gulp and swallow twice before you can make yourself speak. <laughs> Uh, Um, it's just that, uh,
1: I think it's, uh,
0: a bomb? You answer. The officer glares at you, waiting for you to go on. Look, I know you're not going to believe
1: this, but... You stammer. But some blue aliens landed on Earth, and they've they've got this bomb! And it squeezes people into balls, and I I thought this huge piece of cheese might be in it!
0: (laughs) A huge smile spreads across the officer's face. He quickly puts his handcuffs away.
1: Huh, way to go!
0: He shouts, clapping you on the shoulders.
1: So you saw the aliens, did you? All three of them? Huh? Maybe
0: this'll make sense on page 69.
1: You know about the aliens?
0: You ask. Sure! The security guard says. He reaches out to shake your hand.
1: Hey, congratulations! You're a millionaire.
0: Uh, You blink and shake your head.
1: What do you mean I'm a millionaire?
0: You ask. The security guard gives the cheese back to the punky guy in the black t-shirt. Then he leads you to a quieter spot out in the hallway. He introduces himself. His name is Max. You've won the contest. Max explains. You know, from that radio station you clearly listen to, KPLM. You stare at him blankly. What contest? You ask?
1: The spot the Aliens contest.
0: The guard says?
1: Didn't you say you saw aliens? Yeah, but they were real?
0: You insist. Max laughs.
1: Ha <laughs> ha! No way. He says? It's a contest. They've got three actors roaming around L.A. dressed up in uh, alien costumes. If you spot all three of them and can describe them, you win a million dollars, so, uh... Did you see all three? Uh,
0: if you only saw the two on the spaceship, turn to page seven. But if you've seen a
1: third alien in disguise, turn to page 106. That's Lothus, baby! Yeah, that's...
0: So that's why we had to go the Lothar's
1: path to get here. This
0: is so wacky. All right, 106.
1: All right.
0: You saw three aliens, which means you're going to be a millionaire, if you're telling the truth. Are you? Did you see a third alien? You know how his was because that the alien pulled out part of the skies? No cheating. Was it a wig, a pair of pants, or a nose? It was a wig. That's what would reveal the skull. Right. I saw all three of them, you tell Max excitedly. Great, you can call the radio
1: station on my cell phone,
0: Max says. You dial the radio station's number and explain that you've won the contest.
1: I saw two blue aliens on a spaceship, and the third one was my friend Maddie Weiner. She has black hair, but it was a wig. She pulled it off, and she has a blue head underneath.
0: You explain, getting more and more excited. Congratulations! You're our winner! The DJ John Feld cries. Wow! You scream so happy you don't even know what to do. A few later talking at the you're at the radio station, sitting in the booth, talking to John Feld on the air. AND AT 10.05 TOMORROW MORNING WE'LL GIVE YOU A ONE MILLION DOLLAR prize. John Feldman announces, Feld announces, 10.05? That's a weird time to get a prize, you think?
1: I can't wait to tell Jack about... this!
0: You say? Wait a minute. Jack, suddenly your stomach does a flip! Flip to page 28! You just remembered. Jack and Billy <gasps> have been turned into small black balls. Just now. God, it's back. You know that part was real because you saw it. And how come you won't get the prize until 10.05? With a sinking feeling, you realize the answer because there is no prize. 10.05 tomorrow is the morning after the body squeezing bomb goes off. Turns everyone into black tennis balls.
1: You're, you're one
0: of them. You accuse John Feld pointing at him in alarm.
1: You're an alien.
0: Flip to page 72. Quick. John clicks off his microphone, that way only you can hear his answer. His eyes flash at you like yellow balls of fire.
1: I am an alien, he hisses. And I'm the son of Earth. No to you Mr. Fleshman. When my father died, I took over this human life form so that I could continue his job on the planet. I thought someone might see us and be afraid, so I came up with this contest. Spot the aliens! That way, if anyone like you happened to see aliens, we'd have a believable explanation.
0: Honestly, pretty smart.
1: Yeah, solid yeah. work.
0: You don't want to hear, wait to hear anymore. You turn your back and try and open the door of the booth. Whoops. Big mistake. Never turn your back on an alien. With your back turned, you don't notice what John Fell does next. Let me guess. He reaches into his throat and pulls out a body squeezer weapon. Kruzip. A flash of light surrounds you like a cage. It feels like a huge jolt of electricity running through your body, making you shake all over then squeezes you into a tiny black ball. You thought you were going to get a million bucks? Try a million volts instead. The end. Okay. (laughs) So... I I like that it's, like, a path that's hard to fulfill, and yet... Yeah. Because I assume you can just come here directly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So should we not think that the cheese is a squeeze bomb? I like that. Cheese is not a squeeze bomb. Uh Uh-uh. No squeeze cheese. cheese. Oh, the squeeze cheese joke didn't happen. Damn it. You don't think so. 74. A piece of cheese? That can't be the squeeze bomb. You decide, but you've looked everywhere else. So you decide what to do is what you should have done in the first place, sneaking backstage. After all, even if you don't find the alien bomb, you'll have fun hanging out with mindless aggression, right? Who are definitely not aliens. Sneak backstage on page 65. You sneak past some security guards and go backstage to search for the squeeze bomb. It's fun hanging out backstage. The place is sort of dark and crowded. About a dozen tough-looking men and women are hanging around. The road crew who travel with the mind- with mindless aggression, power cords, and cables is crisscross the floor, leading to huge speakers, huge sound and light panel. With the back area, there's a table set up with all kinds of snacks, candy, and soft drinks. Cool, you mutter to yourself. Wandering towards the snack table. You help yourself to some chips and salsa. As you're standing there, you overhear two guys talking. Two guys in jeans and road crew t-shirts. Leaning against a black back wall. They have baseball caps on, pulled down low. So low that you can't see their face. They seem to be wearing makeup or something. Blue makeup on their faces. They look weird. Their music is awesome. One guy says. Better than anything, we have it." home totally the other guy agrees hey are they just stuttering or are they aliens turn to page 32 the hair on the back of your neck stands up as you eavesdrop on the two roadies
1: we need them on
0: on frith one of the guys says
1: let's take them back home with us so we'll have great rock and roll too
0: frith where's frith Something tells you it's not the name of any place on Earth. You hold perfectly still. You watch the two guys closely, trying to see their face. This song's almost over. One of the guys says.
1: When they'll... T- 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 come off stage, that's our chance.
0: He turns his back on you and faces the wall, but even with his back turned, you know what he's doing. He's shoving his whole arm down his throat, and when he turns his, uh, turns around, he's got the gleam of a green and purple handled weapon. Don't move until you reach page 110. Your heart starts hammering that weapon. It's a body squeezer gun, just like the one that was used to shoot Jack and Billy and turn them into small black balls. A moment later, you hear the audience out front erupt into cheers and applause. The song has ended. The band members from Mindless Aggression race backstage.
1: Wow, we totally rocked,
0: Mick Horner shouts. He's the lead singer for Mindless Aggression. I'm starved. Jojo Castola, the drummer, cries. He heads for the snacks. Out of the corner of your eye, you see the aliens begin to lurch forward. You know what's going to happen next. The aliens are going to shoot the band members, squeeze them into tiny balls, and then kidnap them and take them back to the planet Firth. Yes. Is there anything you can do to prevent it? Probably not, unless... What if you throw yourself into the line of fire? If you jump into the line of fire to protect the band, 21. If you don't dare risk your life, 49.
1: No, these guys rock so hard! And then jump into the front. I think I think the, the self-sacrificial line uh, here uh, might, for some reason, not suck. <laughs> I, like, I can only imagine that yeah. it's offered here. And it, it, it isn't literally just, well, I mean, you did it. You saved them for a millisecond and then they got shot.
0: Yeah, it, it, we'll see. I got to protect Mick Horner, you decide. I can't let the alien zap him. The alien with the weapon yanks off his baseball cap, and yikes. Now that you can see his head, is horrible alien head, it's blue and diamond-shaped, just like the others. But he seems to have ugly black scars crisscrossing his angular cheeks. His mouth is just a black, gaping hole. He raises his arm and aims the squeezer weapon at Mick Horner. Look out! You cry, dashing out of the shadows to protect the famous singer. With your arms spread out, you throw yourself in front of Mick. cross you scream, feeling the cage of hot white light surrounding you. Go to page six. Congratulations, you are on the show Save the Rockstars.
1: <laughs> In an instant... Save that rock star from a blue alien rather than <laughs> a green alien. Which way
0: <laughs> In an instant, you're squeezed into a ball. You're alive, but you can't see or hear or talk or anything. It seems like months passed, maybe more. Then one day you feel yourself being hit by another jolt of electricity. With a start, you open your eyes and...
1: Hey! Don't look so spaced out!
0: Mick Horn says to you, laughing. Although,
1: we are in outer space!
0: Eh? You glance around at the metal and glass enclosure you're in, and out the window you see nothing but red dust, like the landscape of Mars. Inside, grinning at you, are all the musicians from Mindless Aggression. Where are we? You ask, knowing it is not Earth. Welcome to Frith, Nick Horner says.
1: And thank you for trying to save my life. Too bad it didn't exactly work. They kidnapped us, but we're still a band and they've got an amazing sound system here. We can all be heard over the planet without microphones. Would you like to join our band? Go to page
0: 122. Good ending? (laughs) I mean, uh, mixed ending? Join Mick Horner's band. Totally cool. Mindless Aggression is your favorite band in the whole world. No, the whole universe. Someday you'll figure out how to get back to Earth. You think to yourself, I'll steal a ship and go save my friends and family. But for now, rock on. You're going to be a star. Now there's an idea that is music to your ears. The end. I mean, it is... It says that we're going to... It outlines how we're going to save
1: everything. It does. That's kind of unambiguously positive.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of... Yeah, kind of unambiguously positive, except for the fact that we are kind of a jerk. Should we try to not risk our life just to see what happens there? Sure. But otherwise, I do think that that is like... I guess it's a good ending, yeah. Didn't find the bomb just yet? I mean, you're... Oh, well, I guess everyone's going to get them into an orb, so we
1: have to come back and rescue them from being orbs at some point. Yeah.
0: Throw yourself in the path of that squeezer weapon? No way. The best you can do is warn Mick and the others.
1: Mick, watch out!
0: You call, warning him. Both aliens yank off their baseball caps and leap forward. Yuck, their faces are hideous. The yellow fiery orbs, blah, 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 blah. Almost as if the eyeballs are going to fall off. Your time
1: on Earth is t- 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 over.
0: One of the aliens shouts as he aims his silver weapon at Mick Horner. For only an instant, Mick looks surprised. Then he glances at the other guys in his band.
1: Oh, yeah? That's what
0: you think! Mick Horner shouts back. Each of the five musicians reaches behind his left ear, and simultaneously, each one of them begins to pull a zipper. Along the edges of his jawline, all the way around, they unzip their faces. What? Face the real Mick Horner on page 130. Uh... You gasp, amazed. Nick Horner and the other mu- musicians have unzipped their faces and thrown them on the floor. They're also aliens, but a different race of aliens. They have scaly brown skin and two mouths each. We will never surrender to you! Nick shouts at the blue aliens. Then prepare to battle! <laughs> the blue alien calls back, his voice thin and metallic. Mick and the other guys begin firing some sort of laser beams out of their stomachs. <laughs> Ching! A laser beam hits one of the blue aliens and it completely wipes out a part of his leg. Help! The people backstage begin to scream. The blue aliens shoot back using their green and purple handled squeezer weapons, but the bright cage of the lights just bounces off their brown scaly beings and doesn't seem to hurt them at all. All the human beings backstage run and hide, except for you. You stand there and watch. It's too cool to miss. Turn to page 95. Sick! We found some good aliens! Yeah? P-ching, 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 p-ching. The battle continues wildly. Beams of light fly in every direction. All five members of the mindless aggression shoot lasers out of their stomachs. Each time a laser beam hits a tar- its target, it erases part of the blue alien's bodies. P-ching, arm gone. P-ching, half a face. Krasip, the blue alien creatures fire back, but the squeezer weapons have no effect. When the battle's over, the blue aliens have completely disappeared, and Mick Horner walks on over to you. He looks like something you might see crawling out of a garbage can. Rude. He turns his hideous face towards you, his two mouths drooling, like he's hungry, like he wants something to eat. Oh no, you think? Find out what he's going to eat on page 91. McHorner picks up two nacho chips, one in each hand, and stuffs one into each of his two mouths. Then he turns his scaly brown face to you.
1: So, how much do you know about the fribbers? Those blue aliens you just saw.
0: He asks you in a normal human voice. Uh is, You're so terrified. His face is so weird.
1: They planted a device somewhere in L.A. To squeeze everyone into small back balls? And I've been trying to find it, but... You never
0: will. Mick replies. Come with us. We'll give you
1: a lift in our spaceship. Great. Uh, but first we have to stop and pick up my family. And all of my friends. You insist? And warn everyone else about the bomb. I can't just leave innocent people behind. Fine! Mick says. We can take as many as 200 people on our ship with no trouble. And everyone else will have enough time to evacuate the city. (laughs) Where do you want to go? Colorado!
0: You decide.
1: I've never really seen snow before. We'll be safe there, and besides, I've always wanted to learn how to snowboard. Raps! Wow, <laughs> the end, the timing. <laughs>
0: do,
1: do you want to explain, Raps? I've never. I up until last week, I had never seen snow before, and last week I went to the snow. And I always wanted to learn how to snowboard, so I learned how to snowboard. I—the only thing is—I did not get to meet you know off-brand Mick Jagger, who's yeah. also an alien. That—that's the. Actually, no, I did meet. Oh, oh, an off-brand alien version of Alice Cooper. There Dang. Yo.
0: Entirely different scenario. Uh, this is this one's funny because it sounded like halfway through the page it looked like it was going to be another mixed ending, but then it's yeah. like, but I can save two hundred people, and also there's time for every single person to evap- uh, evacuate. We don't care about the bomb anymore because, but we don't have to care yep. about the bomb. Just leave forehead. <laughs> and we have new alien rock star friends, and we get to go to Colorado. I, I'm like both of these endings on this are like. This one's more strictly good. The other one is mm-hmm. good, like mixed with a hint that it will be good in the future, in theory. Uh, yeah. Wow. All right. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I I liked it. I will say, I don't know. Not to say I didn't like I liked it. I don't know why it's a yeah. special edition. Why is it in the special edition line? That doesn't make sense yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, the only
1: thing I could even theoretically offer is because it's a direct follow up to another, but in the main line, there's direct follow ups to others yeah. uh, from the the Goosebumps series. So
0: I, I huh? don't, I, I genuinely have no idea why, yeah, why they released this one as a special edition book because it doesn't have any of the things that made the other ones special editions. So mm-hmm. I'm confused by that, but I also don't mind because it's kind of nice to like have a brief, uh, like, a brief breather about, like, just, you did not have the basketball, you did not have the soccer ball, you do not get to win. Mm -hmm. It is a nice, like, it's a nice breather from it. Like, I like the inventory system a lot. I, I don't know. It was nice. I, I liked it. I liked this book. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I, I I also have uh, seldom little to add other than, that was really good. I really liked that book. It was really fun. It was good. I like that book. It was fun. It was good. I like that book. It was fun. I think early on, like I will say, yeah, it does have like a lot of very long winded, like we played some yeah. of to be clear, we played some of it up, like, you know, sometimes we added in some of that. When talking about that, oh, my friend went into t- t- black Ball. Like sometimes we edited it, in, but honestly, most of the time, <laughs> it, if it what if it didn't seem over the top, it was in the actual book. Like, yeah, there was so much re-explaining, like more than normal. Like I get it's made like what the target audience is, but that's been the target audience of every one of these books, and they didn't feel like mm-hmm. that. Uh, whereas like very much like catching you up after the commercial break. And it made me wonder yes, if it's just like you had that energy. Yeah. Almost like I was wondering if there was a lot of more interspersed paths. And I guess there were. We we know for a fact. Like there we went off to the side quest with like Maddie and stuff like that. We didn't have to do that. So like I think that there probably was a lot of catch up points where they're like, okay, just in case you missed this because of the way they structured this book, mm-hmm. maybe there would have been more paths where you could have missed stuff. I don't know how you could have missed your friends being turned into two black balls because I'm pretty sure that happened at the initial diversion point, but either way.
1: It did. Yeah. Although, like, I, I can see that one of the stories tends away from looking for them when yeah. you, you know, go with Maddie and you go investigate uh, single by yourself. I, I wonder if there's an alternative path that focuses almost exclusively on the so. direct search for them and that it's just trying to make sure you constantly remind yourself of the overall mission, no matter what path you're on.
0: I think that that is probably the case. But yeah. Either way, I did. I did really enjoy it. We are. Oh my gosh. Which which book was this? Was this number six of special books? Oh, no, rats. we've only two more we've special two editions books. to go. Two books left. That's terrifying. It uh, <gasps> gives me goosebumps. That gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Stop, I,
0: I want to make them groan. I want to say the thing that's that's bad. Let me fall on the sword.
1: <laughs> I I'm sorry. I if you fall on the sword and die, I will just also fall on that same sword. Because it's still there, baby. There's still the same sword.
0: But to just make it just a death sand. Oh kebab, <laughs> a kebab. Yeah. yes, that
1: makes more sense. I mean, hey.
0: Uh, yeah, anywho, what's up?
1: We have an executive producer for this episode, the executive producer being Alex Dredd. Thank you very much, Alex Dredd, for your support over on patreon.com slash turn to page cast that are above the hardcover tier. Much appreciated. Executive producer, Alex Dredd.
0: Alex Dredd, thank you very much for the support and a huge thank you to all supporters on Patreon patreon.com slash turn to page cast. If you want to help support this show and help us with, uh, you know, costs of things that have already been, uh, you know, spent and also on future projects and things like that. All under the, you know, turn to page. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, uh,
1: banner. banner franchise.
0: Franchise. I was going to say franchise, but I was like, that doesn't feel like it applies, <laughs> but yeah, under the turn to page banner. There we go. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to help out with that, that'd be wonderful. But a huge thank you to those who already are and have. If you also want to help in a free way, youtube.com slash at turn to page cast. You can find an easy like, you know, like you get it sent to your feed in maybe a website that you maybe check more often than where you would check your podcast. Depending on who you are, you could go help yourself over there while helping us for completely free. That'd be a great. There's way a to direct help. comment section there you can use yes. that we can
1: keep monitor of. Yes. Uh, also, do sorry. On on that note, I will just quickly add with only two more episodes of uh, the special edition of Give yes. Yourself Goosebumps. Any recommendations for other Choose Your Own Adventures in a similar ilk are always appreciated. Of course, that would be one of the great locations to leave them. Yep
0: great location number one youtube.com slash at turn to Pagecast. you can just leave it on in the comment section of literally any episode that you hear us talking about it also i heard some people saying things like um that they were like oh i'm re- i'm watching out of order so these comments are like i gotta tell you i personally don't care about that i love seeing the comments regardless of how old they are so if you're you know i'm saying this to super future person like if you're watching these videos on youtube a, or anywhere that you can comment hey i love seeing what you have to say uh, you guys have been mm-hmm. super nice about this uh, this whole project so uh, do not feel like it is uh, a weird thing to leave a comment in the future uh, it's always helpful especially on something that's like hopefully hopefully evergreen right like it's mm. not it's not like we're covering goosebumps in a timely manner <laughs> you know so it does not matter if you're commenting in a timely manner either so huge thank you to those who have left wonderful nice comments but uh, the train of thought lost the other place if you have suggestions for books is turn to pagecast at gmail.com if you want to just send us an email if you are not you know wanting to interface with the youtube side of things you can still give us direct contact over there turn to pagecast at gmail.com or hell you can dm us on patreon as well that's also another place or or like leave a, a message on one of the patreon posts those are all the the places that i can think of right now i'm sure there's more but hey any other thoughts before we wrap it up None in particular great uh the end then <laughs> uh and then the res- resolution of the podcast was met the end <laughs> It's kind of the energy of some of the endings we got here today but either way thank you for listening I, every every uh I, no what do we got reader what may i may i quickly take the the outro outro part oh god please do in uh in in mick horner's presentation
1: thank you all for listening you've been the greatest Woo.